First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, live from New York. It's a monstrous show that is considering coming off the bench. It's First Things First <laughs> on today's show. Oh, Dak is back. Is this a sneaky must-win game for the Cowboys? Meanwhile, oh, it's the first things first ball. Will Jimmy G put Mahomes on upset alert? And finally, again, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. It's not an indictment. It's an inspiration. It's the return of the Budless. Thank you. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew. Any major surprises, considering we're showing a 20-second VO of Russell Wilson on the bud list today? Well, Russ, uh, he needs a lot of motivation and a lot of inspiration. Yeah. That's a hit. That's a hit, they Russ. They canceled his sandwich. Did they really? They canceled his sandwich. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah, that is true is story. Too danger, Russ? Yeah, You're losing canceled. too much, Russ. Come on. But we start with... DK to the dullest. Why don't we start the Nets with Josh? Slept walk through their home opener. Consistently down 20. <laughs> Durant was pretty good. Kyrie was off and Ben filed off. Out. Here's Kyrie post game. We told him in the locker room he is a valuable piece for us and we need him out there. And fouling out is not an option. Uh, you know, playing aggressive is something that we want him to do, but we also want to play smart. And we can hold each other accountable like that in that locker room, which I'm glad for. So we talked about it. Uh, it's not time to, um, you know, again, revert back to old habits. Uh, there were a few times where we lost games yesterday, uh, last year, and I could just feel our, our spirit just down. And um, when we lose games, obviously there are things that we want to correct, but we don't want to lose this way. I just love it. I just absolutely love it. Nick, uh-huh. what is the biggest problem for Brooklyn? So I was there last night. Yeah. And... I mean, it's, we all know, everyone who watches this show knows exactly what the problem for Brooklyn yesterday was. Oh, yes. It's not next year anymore. Oh, that's So true. the next year Nets are, it's now this year, and the games are no longer on paper, and they actually have to play. And real fun game, everybody. Let's do a draft of things that are good about the Nets. I'll go first. They have Kevin Durant. Is there a second pick? Is there a second option? I can't think of one. You know what they played like last night, Brew? (laughs) They played like a team that wanted their coach fired. And guess what? They kind of did want their coach fired. So, listen, they can't rebound. They haven't been able to defend in three years, and they don't run an offense. So, you know, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? So, Brew, it was great to be there. There was an empty seat next to me. You couldn't go. You were doing radio. Wilds had – I left a ticket fake for invite. him. That he was did a not, fake invite. Well, it was an <laughs> fake empty invite. seat that he never showed up to, so he missed not that much except for watching Zion. But, Brew, that's your team. 
But it's the next year Nets, and now it's this year. All so right, it's a problem. Uh, America, okay. hear this. We're going right to camera. Put the camera right on me. I want you to hear me loud and clear, <laughs> America. And that includes you two. Oh, come here. Can a brother get a do-over? <laughs> <laughs> a, a mulligan? It's one game. A, a proxy vote? Something. No, I mean, no, some grace. Some grace. Something. <laughs> I mean, listen. Let a do-over. It's only one, one game, game in. in. We're one day yeah, in. Let, let's amazing. just do it over. It, it's not a mean they haven't played much. Amazing. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Get those X's off the screen. <laughs> I am riding with the Nets what? as hard oh as ever. And listen oh, yeah. to me. Bro, they're, it's they're no one good. game. Yeah, of 82. It's one of 82. Nick, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. are you done with Dallas? Because they no, threw they, a 22-point no, lead last night point they to Damian Lee. No, at they least made Damian Lee look like okay, Steph Curry. At least at some point, Dallas looked good. They were up by It 22. was a rhetorical question. Okay, but, but I'm just saying. But I mean, are we done with Denver? Are they not yes. a playoff team? Because they lost to a Utah team that's no. not even trying to win. Danny Ainge is the angriest man in the NBA <laughs> right now. Like, what? what are we doing? We're talking about Dallas and Denver. We're supposed to be talking about your Nets. Okay, look, this is why – why I'm riding with the Nets. Three quick reasons. Three. Their three best players, and you'll agree with this, are playing for something huge. Who's their third best player? Ben Simmons. Oh, I don't know about that one. Well, well, there you go. He he would have, a year ago, it wouldn't have been a question. That's, that proves my point. Ben Simmons is playing for, to show he's not the tin man, right? To show he's got some heart. Okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving is playing the show that he's not just a highlight reel, that he's not just a Harlem Globe. Well, you know what? In or Kyrie's defense, he showed star. last night he's not a highlight reel. Hey, well, no, okay, okay. Be, but you and Kevin Durant is playing to show us what? That he can lead a team. And I saw something whilst after the game, you got to be perceptive to see this. I saw something last night after the game in Let's the post game interview what was it? that I liked. I like that they got punched in the face, and KD did something I've been asking him to do since he left Golden State. Let's see it, Dusty. First quarter, down 32-14. to I mean, I came out and had three turnovers, and then I took the first shot I took was just a horrible shot. It just set set a bad precedent for the rest of the night. So I got to come out more um, locked in. I mean, I felt like I was locked in, but I just got to be better. What did you like about that? Here's what I liked about it. KD was the only net, you know, of the stars that showed up. Yeah. He played fine. He started slow, but he was great, and he took the blame. Yeah, of That's course. the leader. KD's a great player. He, he could have pointed fingers. He took it upon his own shoulders. So. Fingers point have you seen, how much how many times have you seen him do that? Okay, that's fine. He okay. took it. But that's all they have going keep for. It up. Wild. That's, right. that's all that's they have leader. Going. Here's my issue. That's a leader. For a team that is supposed to be exciting to watch. Yeah. And it's always like the top of the league pass, you rankings. know, rankings. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And that Kyrie says this is a special team. The team is sneaky boring. It's a sneaky, what? boring team. They don't team run an awful lot. It was one game. Look at the Nets' isolation <laughs> offense, which they led the league in ISO plays last year. Like, don't worry, Steve Nash, when he wasn't being fired by his star player, had a whole summer to cook up something new, and we got the same stuff. The other thing, a little bit of heart, Broussard, I'd like to see from a team that has well, a lot I... to prove. You know an easy way to show a lot of heart? Defense. Offensive rebounding or defense. Here's the offensive rebounding, second chance points. 36 to 4. 
Yeah. In favor of the Pelicans. Zion's up there grabbing rebounds. True. It was a bad game. No, it was, it was a, hold it was on. a bad It's a night. weird number, 36-4. Listen, it, the, the next-year Nets will always be the next-year Nets. And now we are this year, and you realize, wait, they still don't have any front court depth with respect to bruised guy Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal almost, almost TJ bumped. Warren. Uh, TJ Warren. TJ Warren was good for two games in the bubble. Well, he's hurt Three right years, two years ago. And that's, but, but hold on. Let's just, but let's talk about the real issues yeah. at hand. Because Durant's sensational. I mean, I, you see last night why he spent six weeks trying to get out of town and why he tried to get Nash fired. Kyrie's out here talking about winning MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year awards. And neither, I mean, both of them are as, as realistic as the other. They're both 0%. But the big addition was supposed to be Ben Simmons. Uh, we have a nice little highlight package. Okay. It's every Is shot Ben last Simmons night? took. Here, <laughs> let, let's go through it. Let's show you Ben Simmons' let's shots try. because they all have something in common. They're all alley-oops. He finished two. He, there was one he did not finish. And that, that was it. All of his shots are alley-oops. So he had three field goal attempts, all alley-oops. He also had five assists. And he fouled out. I'd like to show you the five assists. Really? Or four of the five. Here they are. I mean, this is if, – if that's not worth $30 million, this Basic, type of court vision, right. I don't know what is. I mean, I, you, can't, you can't just find these assists anywhere. I mean, this is a guy out there making plays. Oh, wait. Nick, you're being a little unfair. My favorite one's the last one, by the way. You're being a little unfair, Nick. He's there's the last one. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's there. It he's counts. There for it's his on, defense. It he's there for his defense. Is that not on and, Steve Nash? And Zion, it and, is well, just on, real quick, and Steve. Zion abused him every time he was on him. Of course it's guys, of course it's on Nash. Okay. But Nash is not a good coach. And and this is not a well-constructed roster. And they can't defend. And they have the two least reliable max players in the sport that are on, well, I mean, let me, two of the least reliable okay. max players in the sport. And so I just, I don't know why anyone would have been surprised by what they saw last night. Well, no, I don't think many people expected them to get blasted the way they did. You could have thought they might lose, but to get beat that badly. The question is Nash. He, Nash and Sean Marks has got to, just like they took control of the franchise this offseason, and I'll give him props for that, but he's got to be willing to do what needs to be done. And if in a few weeks that means getting rid of Nash, then so be it. But wow. you're right. Nash has got to show that he's coaching his team. Yeah. Can, I, can, can I make one prediction? Yeah, they were moving quick. to Zion, but go. They are more likely to be back in the play-in than they are to make their first conference finals together. Oh, they are okay. more yeah. likely to be back in the – forget NBA Finals. They are more likely to no. be in the 7-10 to 10 range than they are to be in the conference finals at the end. Okay, we're going to see the other team that they were playing. Oh, someone had this team being frisky months ago. They Brandon Ingram looked great. Yeah. Zion looked great. CJ looked like a crafty veteran with a vineyard. Brew, <laughs> are you ready to hop aboard the Pelican train? And believe in Zion and the Frisky Pelicans. I, I like them, Wilds. I do. And you know what I liked most? That Zion, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum fit together. Yes. They played complementary basketball together. All of them was able to shine and be a star. And that's what you want. You, too many times... The third guy can't be a star. You know what I mean? You got your two stars kind of stepping on each other's toes. They fit well there. Now, maybe it has something to do with the Nets' bad defense. Yeah. But still, Everyone it was, was a great start. They Listen, it was a great start. I am still 
somewhat skeptical that Brandon Ingram is the right number two for why, Zion. Why do you always Williams. say that? Because I thought they played. They I could. think that because I think Brandon Ingram wants to be a one, and I think Brandon Ingram is. I just my I my informed opinion on this is that that is not necessarily like Brandon Ingram's long-term goal is to be like the great wingman to Zion Williamson. So I think that could percolate down the road. But on the court last night, it was sensational. And it was thrilling to have Zion Williamson yep. back in our lives. Like, like, as long-time viewers of the show know, we all have – we all love the league, but we all have three guys. Like, Bruce, three guys are Ja, yes. Kawhi, and Kevin Durant. Those are Bruce's three uh, uh, really? guys. Really? I thought they were. Maybe I'm wrong. I like them all. I thought those were the three guys. I don't know. The Wilds three guys we all know are Patrick Beverly. He had Jai (laughs) traded Beverly for him. Chet. And Giannis. Giannis was a good pick. I like, what about well, Alvarez, picks, the dude and, and in Orlando? I'm going to have, yeah. Yeah. Jose? Yeah, he's Alvarez, in New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. Yeah. And, got him. and my I'll three think. guys are LeBron, Luka, and Zion. And ah, Zion, what? No, no, first not. of all, what? Nick, this is completely made up thing you from mean? you. Yeah. Our three guys. We all have. Three have you guys. ever defined your three guys? Well, sometimes, yeah, yeah. I have wrong lists, but yeah. I haven't defined my three okay. guys. I just came and Nick gave me you three said guys because he took guy. two of my guys, no. LeBron and Luca. No. First of all, you've got LeBron three times. No, and you have one little dose of Luca. No, you're gonna be like Zion's no, my no, no, guy no. too. Zion's I watched him at Duke. Zion's been my guy. He Zion's claimed my when I was just Can a I give guest you one stat before we go to break? A lot of it was like, ah, you know what, Ben, a little bit rusty. You know, maybe you guys shake the rust off. Zion hadn't played in 533 games. Or, excuse me, days. 533 games is a lot of games. Uh, ben hadn't played in 486. So Zion has been out yeah. far longer, came back like that. Ben That's is, why I didn't throw out the, the rust. Most, That's why I didn't play the rust card. I don't know if we. <laughs> I, really, I was like, no. He's the most one pro- of these two will come back to Zion. <laughs> yeah. So I'm He's the most go. prolific paint scorer in the last 20 years in the NBA, thus far to his career. It's Sunday, a must-win game for Dak and the Cowboys. It might be first things first. Next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, uh, monster story here. This is great. Lions-Cowboys, Sunday at 1 in Dallas. Dak had his first padded practice since surgery last month. A little bit of a trap game here, Wilds is predicting. Joining us on set, real treat. Seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, Nick Mangold is here. Welcome, Nick. But we're going to start with Brew. Brew, is this a must-win game for Dak and the Cowboys? Look, practically, no. Right, because they'll still obviously be in the playoff hunt at four and three. But philosophically, yes. Oh, philosophically, you see that? Oh, but you know, because I know what you mean. If they lose this game, yeah. If they lose this game, all that momentum they got over the last five weeks is gone. And the Philly loss didn't kill the momentum because it was Philly. They were undefeated. (laughs) You weren't supposed to beat them with a backup. So they've got great momentum. If you lose to one and four Detroit, which has yet to win a road game under Dan Campbell, eleven zero and eleven on the road. At home, that kills your momentum. And then secondly, it re-sparks among some of the public. Obviously, 
You know, no, we're, we're above it. Do, well, yeah, we are, but we think it's Dak. But among some of the public, they will say, hey, Cooper Rush beat the Rams, he beat the Bengals, he beat the 5-1 Giants, and Dak, who scored three points against Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, lost to the Lions, the worst defense in the league. So it will spark all of that. Yes, I, I completely agree with this, and that is my fear of rushing Dak back. Why are you rushing Dak back to play the Lions? When I think Cooper Rush could do that, he can play Lions and he can beat the Lions. Then you have the Bears and then you have a bye week. Like, why not just let Dak get right and be fully healthy? Because the first pad of practice is on a Thursday. Usually you're on Wednesday. And now going into a game, he hasn't played a game in five weeks. Like, that's, that's a so lot of rush. So what makes you think they're rushing him back? As opposed to, like, to me, I felt like they were it, rushing him back would have been a week ago or certainly or two, two weeks right. ago since they never put him on IR. What makes you think that this isn't – that his thumb's not as healed as it's going to get? I think it's a lack of practice. I think if they would have given him a week of practice, let him get back into it, let um, Cooper Rush deal with the Lions, and then you could start talking about, like, all right, he looks good in practice, let's get him out there. Right now you're not really seeing what Dak has to offer – when you have, when you know what you have in Cooper Rush. So I think the, so here's what I think is interesting about this game because I think that people will freak out if they lose to the Lions. Yeah. And I don't think they should. I don't think Lions are a bad team. So let me just, let me make the case the Lions are a touch underrated right now by sure. the general public. So they play Philly, they lose by three. They play Minnesota. They have Minnesota beat and they blow that game. They, have the best offensive line, arguably, in football. Jared Gossman sacked seven times. They've spent money on that offensive line. They're coming off a bye, so that helps them. They're coming off, prior to the bye, their worst game of the year, which I actually think also helps them to a degree because they have a level of desperation. And when they looked so terrible against your Patriots, no DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown was playing, but he was hampered. They're two best offensive players. I think Detroit is better than its record suggests. And I think Detroit, because Dallas, unless the offense becomes explosive, which it has not been yet all year, I know Dak hasn't been there, Dallas's way of winning football games is dominating you with their front seven. Detroit, the one thing they've shown this year is, except for that Patriot game, their offensive line's not going to get dominated. Yep. You're not going to force, you're not going to get a bunch of quarterback hits, pressures, and turnovers on this team. So I think that. It, in a weird way, it would be better for the Cowboys, the narrative surrounding the Cowboys, if the Lions were considered better than the general public considers them. I don't think they're a terrible football team. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if, they, if Dallas loses this game Oof. and people way overreact to it. See, I think they could win, too. They're second in yards per game. They got 411. They're the third highest scoring defense. Or excuse me, offense. It's Chiefs, Bills, Lions, Eagles. It's just weird. That being said, if they lose... To see Dan Campbell and the Lions celebrating in Dallas, it's going to just be a bad visual and people are going to get into it. So I think, but I still think they're going to put up points, which is my question to you, Nick. Micah Parsons been like the game wrecker, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you were playing uh, for the, I'm going to put you on the Lions in this case. You're playing for the Lions. Are, are you always aware of where Micah Parsons is? Like, what's your plan to kind of neutralize Micah Parsons? Yeah, you definitely have to be aware. And I think that's a big key of the preparation. That's why I think the Lions, to your point, have a little bit of an advantage here. They've had two weeks to prepare for this, coming off the bye. So now knowing, like, all right, when he's over here, this is what he's going to do. If he's lined up over here, this is what he's going to do. These things all play into it, and they're going to be laser-focused on where he is so he doesn't wreck the game for him. It sounds like I've got three guys on this desk picking the Lions. 
Oh, well, you guys are almost tomorrow. there. I mean, I, I, I certainly You're like right the Lions plus edge. seven. I certainly like them plus the points. Can I? Can we stay on Micah Parsons for a second mm-hmm. here, though? Because Wilds, you know, off the air said, Nick, you call him generational, and then yesterday on the air I kind of tried to pump the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. Both of these things can be true. It can be true that Micah Parsons right now is the defensive player of the year and that Micah Parsons right now is being slightly overrated by the general media. So I look at, like, pass rushers, like great pass rushers. It's like steps. And we have just, Micah Parsons, we have put on the final step, the last boss, Lawrence Taylor. He's not Lawrence Taylor. He's not yet Derek Thomas. And he's not yet Von Miller. Right now he's Julius Peppers, who's a Hall of Famer and an awesome player. Will be. I don't know if Julius is in yet. He's not eligible yet, I don't think. But he will be a Hall of Famer. 160 sacks coming in his career. But the idea that every game Julius Peppers played, he wrecked, is not true. Just like the, the, the only guy that it was like, wow, I think every game he played he wrecked was Lawrence Taylor. He's not that. And the idea that every single week Micah Parsons is going to wreck the other team's game, yeah, if they don't account for him, they will. Or if you're Cincinnati and you don't have the, or the, the personnel to block him, he will. The Lions have the personnel. To your point, they've had two weeks getting ready for this game. He's not catching anyone off guard. And I'm just curious, how good is the Dallas defense if it's not getting constant pressure on the other team's quarterback? We haven't really seen that circumstance, because, except for the Eagles game, I guess, because they have been getting constant pressure on the other team's quarterback. But now you have an offensive line almost as good as Phillies against a team that I think has an explosive running back in Swift like I – I think this is not going to be the Micah Parsons to Marcus Lawrence show that everyone seems to expect. So if Parsons does wreck this game, though, knowing how good Detroit's line yeah. is, knowing they've had all that time to prepare for yeah. him, then what will you say about it? I mean, he's then maybe he moves up to the Von Miller step. I mean, I still think Lawrence Taylor is – Yeah, he, the, he's Lawrence, arguably the best no player ever. I, I would be hard-pressed with anyone's been like, oh, he's right. a T. Well – I don't know. You don't hear that comp a lot? That he's the modern Lawrence oh, no, Taylor? Say it a lot, yeah. I mean, I think people I, say I, I, I have said it. I, yeah, I mean, I think but, but it's not just Brew. I, I wouldn't pick yeah. it on you, Brew. I mean, it's what it people there. keep right, throwing right. out there. I say I just, it about Matthew Judon a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't let me say it on air. But. Hey, coming up after the break, oh, it's the, it's the game that we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady. We're talking about next. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was a different game, to be honest with you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I thought, it was, I thought we were going to we Chiefs Niners. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's move on. Talking Brady. This is the story we've all been waiting for. That's why I teased it like that. (laughs) Buck's on a losing streak. Mm-hmm. Tom's missing meetings, missing receivers, yelling at his guys. He addressed some of the Bucks' struggles and the retirement whispers. He addressed them today. Take a listen. Mm. There's been a couple of national talking heads speculating that, you know, Tom is not even going to finish out this season. And I've tried to, like, say that's got to be crazy. I mean, we're here all the time. Can you... Well, that's really why I'm here. I'm here to announce, finally, you guys push me to the brink. And, uh, no, I think, you know, I think a lot of it for me is just us going out there to, you know, 
I love the sport and I love the teammates and and uh, you know I want to go do a great job for this team like I always have. So no retirement in my future. Not retiring. So there you go. Future. Okay. Well, I mean, eventually he's going to retire. He pushed that story to us. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay. He's saying that 10 years ago. How much of the Bucks struggles are Brady's fault? This is hard because, obviously, the only reason they're relevant is Tom Brady. I know they had a lot of talent when they went there, but they were 7-9, and nine, hadn't made the playoffs in a dozen years. Mm-hmm. But this year, I really think, if I have to put a number on it, I'm giving him the lion's share. I think 60 to 65%. Now, you can talk about his play is not up to, up to par for him. And if that's age, if father time finally is grabbing on his shoulder, sure. then I'm, everybody was fine with that, right? That's coming at some point. But I don't think it's that. I think it's just the tone he has set with his attitude and the poor example he set. Like the 11 days off in training camp combined with going to Robert Kraft's wedding day before a game, I think that's undermined Ty Bowles' authority, and I think it's undermined Brady's ability to lead with some players. Some players might just be like, hey, he's the GOAT, you can do whatever. I think some players, Nick, in their mind are like, it, it's, it just undermines you. It happened to Michael Jordan in Washington. I don't care how great you are. Players still can think you're not, you're not living up to what you're saying, so don't come at us with all that leadership stuff. No, definitely. And I had the opportunity to play with Brett Favre, and it was the same situation for me as a younger guy. Like, oh, my God, this is Brett Favre coming in. This is amazing. And that lasted for two practices. And then after that, it's the quarterback. And so, you know, you need to see Tom at the Saturday walkthrough. Like, in that Saturday walkthrough, the game plan's already in. Like, it doesn't really matter. He knows it, like, the back of his hand. But it's just the presence. You know, going to that party, and if it was a family member, if it was, you know, illness or something, like, the guys get that excuse is fine. But if it's a party and you're not with the team, you don't travel with the team, you show up in Pittsburgh because you were in New York City the night before, that, and then you go out there and throw a stinker and yell at your guys, it's not Wait, a great can I look. Can ask you a quick question on that? Because James Jones said the same thing. So I'm, what I'm trying to, you know, square the circle is you say it's important. James Jones yesterday, earlier this week, said it was important. And then I'm like, wow, what's, what's going on in this meeting? Like, man, nothing really. <laughs> uh, not, nothing really. Uh, like, it's not oh, important lost. for the X's and O's. It's important for the presence. Right. That you are there like, with wh- your teammates. Why? I don't get. I just don't get it. Like you just like, ah, oh, there's Tom. Good. I'm taking attendance. Everyone has to show up, and everyone goes to work. Like that. And so when you get special allowances, and yes, you can say he's the goat. He's Tom Brady's seven rings. But when it comes down to it, and you're out there on the playing field, you're all playing together. And that one guy wasn't with you on the flight, like that, it stinks. Well, and and I, it also is compounded by the fact that it shouldn't be overstated what a disastrous, indefensible loss that was to Pittsburgh. It wasn't only that Pittsburgh had lost four in a row and their only win of the year came in a game where they turned Cincinnati over five times and Cincinnati missed two kicks and they lost their long snapper and they still needed the last moment of overtime to win it. That was a far. That Pittsburgh team was far better than the one that came to play yeah. the Bucks. Everybody's hurt. Uh, no Watt, we knew that, but also no Minka. None of their top three corners, and you score. Let me check one offensive touchdown. And if you were, and so when to answer the question, I think Brady. Let's just shift it purely to on the field. 
Just And I agree with everything Bruce said, by the way. Brady wants to keep playing football. I don't think he wanted to play for the Bucs. I think it was very clear he wanted to play for the Dolphins. And it all got screwed up after the Bulls lawsuit. He couldn't get there. And now he's, I don't want to say he's hostage, but he's playing, he's playing but not where he wants to play. So I agree with everything Bruce said. But just on the football field, Brady has not been very good. If you remove the Chiefs game, where they were down 17 and scored, and then the Chiefs go up 17, remove that game, the Tampa Bay offense in five games has scored six touchdowns. That is Russell Wilson numbers. It is 16 (laughs) points per game. That Tampa Bay offense has scored 19, 13, 12, 21, 18 in the five games other than the Chiefs game when they got blown out. Now, I know what some would say if you watch the Bucs closely. They're the worst running team in football. That's not on Tom. Fair enough. But because Brady, and I think this is smart of him, Brew, but there's a cost to it. Brady won't let himself get hit. He's one of the lowest sack quarterbacks in the league, and he does that because he's 45. He knows he's trying to play 20 games, sure. wants to stay healthy. But if you can't run the ball and you're not going to hold on to the ball and take hits, you know what I mean, while your you know, guys get open, what's going to happen is you're going to become a dink-and-dunk non-explosive offense, which is exactly what has happened with Tampa. That defense is good enough to where they should not be losing some of the games that they're losing. So Brady, the player, not just Brady, the leader, Brady, the player, through six weeks, has massive accountability for this team's offense being as bad as it's been. See, a lot of the blame, and maybe it was a little bit off of the uh, yelling incident, but was on the offensive line. So I asked Josh, I was like, hey, can you pull up the numbers of, like, the beginning of last season's offensive line and this season's offensive line? Like... A lot of it looks exactly the same. You got sacked nine times. You've been hit about 25 times. You got about 40 some odd pressures. Which, when you see the the him berating the offense, it just seems. I, I think people make the leap and be like, "Man, it's the offensive line," but maybe it's not. Robert Hainsey addressed this and said he actually liked it. Take a listen. Everyone can call it what they wanted, but I want nothing more. I want nothing else on the quarterback than that than the guy who's who's willing to tell us what we need to do and step up, and he's just sit over there and not and not get us going and not try to help us, he wouldn't be who he is today. So I love that from him. And I know we all love that from him. It might look weird on TV, but that's football, and that's a, it's a team sport, and that's what you want from great teammates and great leaders, and he's the best there is. You buy that? No. Okay. He has to say that. That's something you have to say as an offensive lineman and not to cause any problems, because offensive linemen don't like causing problems. Like that is one of our main tenets is, like, as long as we don't cause any problems, everyone's going to be good. So he's going to come out there and say, listen, yeah, you know, that's, that's what we needed. That's the motivation. Like, that's going to get us going. It obviously didn't. They didn't win the game. Um, and there, there's guys in that locker room on that offensive line being like, listen, I, I don't need to take that. Like, you, you can do other motivating tactics, but I don't need to be berated so that way my wife can call me and say, hey, listen, I was watching the game. And, woo, we really got after you guys. Is that an issue, Nick, even if – like, I'm thinking the hiatus from training camp, the wedding on Saturday, that makes it tougher for the lineman to take. Because, you know, we've seen players yell at each other. If he's there all the time and the Brady we've seen in the past, is it an issue still or, or just because of this – his this year, the way he's I think this year, I think the way that it's been with the you know training camp, this recent departure, that kind of builds a little bit of resentment in there. Even though seven rings, he's the goat, he's unbelievable. But I think we're starting to put him up on this pedestal where, and we all know he's more important than the team. But now it's really starting to feel like he is believing that. So that's so I find this really fascinating 
because you're one of the greatest offensive linemen of your generation. Jason Kelsey, who oddly enough is the second best Kelsey, but he's also one of the greatest uh, <laughs> uh, offensive linemen of his generation. He, on his podcast he does with his brother, said that he would be furious. And he dropped a bunch of F-bombs. He's like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm out there wrestling for three hours a day doing my best, and you're screaming at me. And then he said the exact thing you said at the end. He's like, but it's Tom Brady, so I guess it's okay. And I do think that there are those of us, I'll raise my hand, who doubted Tom enough and then had him keep winning and keep going. And in my particular case, beat my team in the Super Bowl. Where a lot of us are like, okay, like he's kind of like, he's aged out of the criticism bucket. Like yep. he's, but for the guys on his team, to your point, I don't know that they feel that way. And I do think there is an element of, it is embarrassing. It is in, when you know the cameras are on you and you're so being dressed down. Do you think it was a camera thing, though? Like if it was, if it, the cameras didn't catch it, would it still be? Well, Mahomes, hold on. Let me just, sorry. But just, we're, the Chiefs, what was the game they just were playing? Against the Raiders. It, Mahomes getting his ass kicked the whole first half. And then they said after the game, he lit into the offensive line in the locker room at halftime. And they came out, maybe coincidence, maybe not, played far better in the second half they win the game. That was a good story after the fact because, A, nobody saw it, and, B, it would have been private if it didn't have a happy ending. Brady did it on the sideline where everyone can see it, and he's, and Nick's talking about what, you know, your wife calling you and being like, what the hell is going on there? I assume that, that happens. Uh, you have family members that are mm-hmm. like, you're getting screamed at like a little kid on national television. It can't be fun. No, I wouldn't think so, and I think that is probably a big driver, and that's why this game is so important. They don't. They they need to win, but they oh, need yeah. to win in big fashion. You know what? That's why I only criticize Nick in commercial breaks. I'll show you. Great job. That was some great points. Hey, oh, this is the game we've all been waiting for. Jimmy G versus Mahomes. Up next. First things first. There's Plus a twist. A real quarterback. There's a twist. And a real quarterback controversy. Nick's got a surprise. I don't. Speaking about a, a, a well-oiled machine, huh? Chiefs offense. Yeah. It's the first things first ball. Super Bowl rematch. Oh, look at that, bro. Look. Two men's reputations are at stake. (laughs) Only one can leave victorious. Is it Broussard? Is it Nick Wright? Pro bowler and all pro Nick Mangold is here. Brew, we'll start with you. What's your take on this game? And I think it's confusing for me. No, look. I think the Chiefs win, but I think they should be on upset alert. I think they should be on high alert. High alert. Because like the, the nine, no, the Niners, like we know their head. defense is terrific. It's like a cowardly head. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from the heart. Their defense is terrific. They're coming off a bad loss. And you got two history-making quarterbacks going at it. Now, I know Nick is oh, a my God. Dusty. For those that don't know, Nick acts like this doesn't exist. This is true. Nick, Nick Mango, check this out. What? Check out what? There's I hope two the quarterbacks. Don't work. I know. See, Wait, look, I'm waiting for my draft. There, oh, there it is. God, dog, two oh. quarterbacks, highest passer rating by QBs to win 35 of their first 50 Legends starts. The That's beginning. the history of the game, 100-plus years, and it's only Mahomes and Jimmy G. Two history-making quarterbacks. Jimmy G wins. So, Nick, your boys better not take him lightly. Okay, nobody's going to take him lightly. They could, they could nobody's going to take him lightly. They're a night. great team. They're a great team. And the, listen, the Chiefs played a great defense earlier this year 
against Tampa, and they only scored 41. So there is some concern there. I mean, and listen, they don't have Tyreek Hill, which is why the offense is now only the highest-scoring offense in football, but it's only that by three points. Like, it's close between them and Buffalo. However, they win last. I mean, they did look they like that last. Like like no, no, that no, high score last yeah, week. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no you're, you're right, last weekend. But I, are they playing the Bills again, or are they playing the Niners? So Here's the Better defense. A great uh, defense. Yeah. So, hold on. You guys told me all last week that the Bills are the best defense in football. Now the Niners are better. You guys got to pick. You got to think. No, we don't have to pick. The Niners stats. The, the, well, no. Well, there's, are we doing yardage defense? Are we doing scoring defense? It doesn't matter. However, speaking of cowardly hedges, Go. I got to tell you, I've had this game circled on my calendar all year. This game worries me. All what? my alarm bells are going off. Just pick them. All my just alarm bells are going them. off. Can I just tell you why they're going off just quickly? This is the furthest road trip on the Chiefs calendar. Oh, my God. That, that's matters. a thing? Oh Yeah, that's a thing, buddy. Why don't you're you're in the East Coast teams going west, West Coast teams going east. You're We're dead Midwestern West. teams yeah, going to the corners of the country. That's first. Bit of a letdown spat after the Bills game potentially, and they have a bye the next week. Don't like that. The offensive line got exposed a bit the right side of it, and the Niners getting healthier, and Nicky Bosa might play. Don't like that. Niners are desperate. They just lost the game in yeah. embarrassing fashion. Don't like that. The line only being two and a half. It's like Vegas is daring you to bet the Chiefs. Don't like that. Don't like that. It's like, wait, are why aren't the Chiefs? This? So just no. pick. You I'm pick just the you. Niners. And I think Trent Williams is coming back. So all of those things concern me. Not enough. Not enough to pick the Niners. However, I understand why Brew has the Chiefs on upset alert. The Niners, some people, some very smart people, some very smart, handsome people, Nick Mangold, are picking the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. So they're at home in a desperate spot. I would think that this would be a good game. And I want to know what the Niners' final injury report looks like. But I don't believe the Chiefs are going to lose back-to-back games. But I think this will be a good game. I'm not puffing my chest out, acting like the Chiefs are going to go nice. run the table the rest of the way. This, this is, is the their hardest posture. game left on their schedule. This is the this same is the posture hardest. you took last week. And they, you tried to sound tough. And oh, they they're going to beat the Bills. No. You, we could see and that was a game. And that was you a game believe. that was a one-score You don't believe now. That so came they down the, the, to the final minute. This is the hardest game left on the Chiefs' schedule. Like, I'm not going to lie to America. At San Francisco, with the Chiefs' offensive line in flux right now, it was the hardest game left on their schedule. A lot of alarm bells going off in my head. I believe the Chiefs win, but I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's 26-24 Kansas City. I think it's that type of game. I'm going to brew on this one. I don't believe you. You don't believe me. I don't believe you. Thank you, Nick. The way you spelled out everything for San Fran – and yet you're lying to yourself, saying like, "Oh, right. oh well, I love it. Excuse I me, love sir. It. He's gripping an objectivity. You wild. You went too far. If the Niners, if the Niners were fully healthy before the year, when I picked the Chiefs to go 13 and four, this was one of the losses. So if the Niners were fully healthy going into this game. I think I'd like if it. they They're get not. Bosa, Trent Williams back. The only difference might be Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Well, that was and the Jimmy other thing G's is, got I mean, now that. So, well, yeah, I'm just okay. gonna update. I'm gonna update America on what's happened here. Tell us. Here's what's happening. We've got the first things first bowl, where Brew <laughs> loves Jimmy G, and Nick <laughs> loves Mahomes, but Brew doesn't have the heart to pick Jimmy G, and Nick. 
doesn't have the heart to pick Mahomes. <laughs> I just picked him. 26, 24. Barely. 26, Barely. 24. You were called a liar it's by so our guest. Obvious. Yes, he doesn't believe So it. I will turn to you, Nick Mangold. Can you give me a definitive take? We're not going to hold you to it. You don't have to bet any money on it. But the audience likes certainty or it likes confidence. Take it from me. The Puxatani fell on football. <laughs> Nick, do you have a pick here? The Chiefs are going in and they're going to win. Thank you, buddy. That's they're how you do in, TV. And, 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 what they're going to do is they're coming off that loss to the Bills. It's a hard-fought game, and it was a great game. They had that loss. And now people are talking like, well, Bills are running away with the AFC. And so Chiefs are like, well, no, no, we're still good. Like, we just played a really good team. They're going to come out and blow the doors off for now. Blow the, blow doors, the doors off. off. Wow. I think he, Mahomes should be his guy now. Well, he yeah, said it with guy. a lot yeah. more chest than Nick. That's right. Well, you lost Jimmy G. Can I? Can I, I say I'll give up Jimmy G. I, uh, can I, as I said, have said before, I will say it again. I am not a clown here for your amusement. That is your role, my friend. We all know that. I, I, I am not simply going to dance on a string and say the Chiefs are going by 40 every week. When there is a game that I think is a matchup problem, yeah, yeah. and Nikki Bosa against Andrew Wiley right now concerns me. After I saw Von Miller did Andrew Wiley, I'm going to tell America that. Let me, let me show you how it's done, how you're supposed to support your sure, guy. No problem. Surprise, surprise. The baby goat is back, baby. <laughs> Report that Mac Jones is expected to start when he's healthy. Nick, the yeah. question's headed to you. Who should be the Patriots starter? The undefeated national champion at Alabama. The only rookie to lead his team to the playoffs and then go into the Pro Bowl where he hit a pretty good gritty. The man who's 8.1 average yards per pass puts him fourth in the entire NFL. What? Or Bailey Zappi. (laughs) So here's what I don't understand. Wilds, you, you're not related to Matt Jones. No, I he wish. He didn't bring you any Super Bowls. <laughs> you're a Pats fan. Yeah. Why do you not support the objectively and obviously better quarterback? It's not objectively and obviously well, thus, better. I don't know if we have the full screen built or not, but th- this year, Matt Jones, statistically, has been the worst starting quarterback in football. And this year, through two games, Bailey Zappi has been one of the best starting quarterbacks in football. And this is not a Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott situation where one guy was the long-term entrenched Pro Bowl starter and the other guy was a street free agent. This was a guy, Mac Jones, who's accomplished nothing with the Patriots and Bailey Zappi, who's also accomplished nothing with the Patriots. You wanted the Cowboys to consider writing with the hot hand of Cooper Rush. Why would you not want them to stick with Bailey Zappi? They drafted him for a reason. They spent a fourth-round pick on him for a reason. Why would you not want to see how long they can stretch this out in a game there's they're touchdown-plus favorites against, against the Bears? Look, did I have love in my heart for Jimmy G when he wore a Patriots jersey? Of course. Of yeah, course but- I did. When Tom Brady was out. But you know what? When Tom Brady but came back, that was back, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. This is Mac yeah, this Jones. This is a miniature Tom Brady. Just say <laughs> his name is the Baby Goat. You think I'm out here just making up nicknames yeah. for a guy? Yeah. His name is the Baby Goat. <laughs> Mac Jones should start. The reason why he should start is Matt Patricia, who's kind of had a little bit of a, I don't know, weathering period those first few games. Let me air this thing out. Let me try some things. No, didn't work out. Dial back the offense, make it a little bit easier. Bailey Zappi did pretty well. Matt Patricia now can take that same offense and give it to the baby goat. Our upcoming schedule, nice and easy. 
Bears at Jets, who I know I kind of rode for the Jets, but not really. Colts, who did beat the Chiefs, don't get me wrong. And then the Jets again. I'm sorry, Nick, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Jets are 4-2. and two. You're 3-3. Three and three. The Jets. Three-game win streak. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're doing pretty right. well. I, 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 I like the Jets. You're in position I think we've got the Jets no. number. I think we've got the Jets number. Can I show you this air yards per attempt, too? Maybe Matt got a little bit over his skis, wanted to air it out a little bit too yes. much. But that was the criticism you had of the poor guy. Like, no, my criticism was, was that's right. what you would say. My criticism was if he airs it out, he will start throwing picks. Yes. And he aired it out in the middle. and started throwing Five, picks eight. in eight. three games. Yeah. That's what I want. Eight. Nick, More who than should six, they start? Less than ten. Eight. Who should they start? Zappi has scored 29 points, 38 points in the past two starts. Mm. Mac Jones is nowhere near that. True. Stick with the high hand. Of I, course. Respectfully. I, three to one, Wilds. I'm with those guys. Let me ask. Well, oh, my goodness. Saying, Let me just I'm not the saying show. Zappy is, has taken Mac's job permanently. Yes. But for, ride the hot hand until he begins to falter or the team starts losing. Let me ask it this Mac way. Jones hasn't stamped himself as a franchise guy yet. Yes, Let, hold on. Let me ask it this he way. He does call him the baby goat. If it oh, was, <laughs> if this were week 18 and the Patriots were a win in a win and your end scenario, Win and you're in the playoffs, lose and you're home for the summer. Who would you want them to start? Against the Bears, this exact game, Monday night football, win and you're in. Who would you want them to start? Let me think. Uh, gee, that's a good question. Mac Jones, obviously. Okay. Guys, what are we talking about? All right, well, I have the Patriots in a survivor pool this weekend, and if they announce they're starting Mac Jones, I'm switching. Oh, I, my goodness. I, I'm just, I, I think they feel they're so much better. With Bad that. decision by you. <laughs> hey, oh, this is, I'm, you know what? Not reading this tease. I'm Come lying. back. It's going to be a great segment. <laughs> Not reading that. First things first. Wolverine blood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and now, oh, it's our weekly engagement with inspiration. Quick note to everybody. Stop DMing me. Hey, Kevin, can you clarify, is the bud list an indictment or an inspiration? Man, I say it every week. It's an inspiration. Now, granted, you don't want to be on the list, but it's an inspiration. Broussard, take it away. I love that, except that you don't want to be on the list. Why not? All right, you do want to be on the list. I'm motivating you. So I start in Dallas. With Dak Prescott, we all said it's a kind of a must win. You lose to Detroit, you lose all that momentum. And look, guys, while none of us think Cooper Rush should be the starter, don't tell me if they don't if they lose this game or Dak doesn't play well, people will say, hmm. I think you're one Dak, of those people. <laughs> Dak was 14 of 29 in game one this year against Tampa Bay. We scored three points. He had a pick and no touchdowns. And Cooper Rush was winning games. So, Dak, you got to go out and play well and win this game. I believe in you. That's why you're on the list. Second, another great Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Look, I it's, it's been a long time since Aaron Rodgers was on this list, but they have lost, what, two, three straight games now? Is it three straight, that two straight that they've lost to uh, Nick, Giants sorry, to the New York teams? They've lost two straight to the New York teams. And it's one thing, it's bad enough to lose to the Jets. Again, sorry, Nick. Mango. <laughs> bad enough to lose to the Jets. If you lose to the Washington Commanders Eek. with Taylor Heineke starting for the injured Carson Wentz, Oh, my goodness. After all, look, look, Aaron Rodgers 
hadn't thrown for 260 yards in a game this year. He hasn't thrown for three touchdowns in a game this year. Mm. And after all the talk about simplifying the offense and how he has to raise his own play up a, a little a tick. tick, you got to go much higher than a little tick, a big tick, Aaron Rodgers. Again, I believe in you. Here you go, number two. All right, number one now. <laughs> you guys know it pains me to have him on oh, the list, but no. I, look, it's about inspiration it and objectivity on the bud list. Is he a mainstay and now? And Russ, dangerous. I still call him dangerous. I still call him Mr. Unlimited. He's been Mr. Untenable lately, but I still call him Mr. Unlimited. There is There are reports that the coaches for the Broncos, particularly the offensive coordinator, are sleeping at the facility. Oh, my God. Have slept there for the last three yeah. weeks sleeping during because the game. they're trying to get this thing right. With that defense, if Russ just plays so-so, then they're right there in the hunt yeah. with, dare I say, the Kansas City Chiefs at the top of that <laughs> AFC West. I mean, they should be. They could be. They could have four wins if he was playing well. So, Russ, this is your weekend. Yeah. C Commanders easy, should be an easy win. Go out there and do yeah. it. I mean, how, how many weeks in a row does Russell Wilson need to be on the bud list well, before he starts getting a second. royalty? Is this just I know, second? I'm just curious. Right, but it should have been He's four. Been at the top. But you were, you know, dripped in <laughs> on objectivity before, so you wouldn't put him on. Now your hand has been forced, but I give you credit. I'm going to add someone who plays in about four hours. Oh. Kyler Murray. Ah. The Arizona Cardinals offense has been unspeakably bad. The Arizona Cardinals offense in the first quarter this year has been historically bad. Now, today, Kyler's got a lot of things going against him. Not only that Saints pass rush, but also three hours ago, a new Call of Duty dropped. That's a true story. <laughs> Brand new Call of Duty came out 1 p.m. today. And either he was playing it, or he was angry that he couldn't be playing. He can't wait to get home. Either way, it ain't great. This season, there have been 32 quarterbacks to have a single game with a passer rating of at least 100. He's not one of them. This season, let's go to the old fun blind reveal. Oh, I like Spoiler this. alert, America. One of these quarterbacks is, in fact, Kyler Murray. Who's better on this list? Is it obvious? It's kind of a coin flip, right? Like those two the two sides, the guy on the right throws a little deeper. The guy on the left is complete slightly higher percentage. Who are these two perennial pro bowlers? Oh, it's a quarter of a billion dollar man, Ooh. Kyler Murray and Davis Mills. So Kyler, listen, everyone's going to kill Cliff. And I, it's understandable. Cliff Kingsbury's been a bad coach since he couldn't make the Cactus Bowl with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. <laughs> However, Brew, Kyler's got to wear a lot of this, and I do not think DeAndre Hopkins' return saves oh. him or fixes it. Well, well that's fair, Nick, because in the old days when we had five guys on the bud list, Kyler definitely would be on. His numbers, as much as you, you, have killed Russell Wilson, Kyler's numbers are worse. His numbers are worse, and remember, his contract, at least in guaranteed money, was better than Russell. So that's a good addition. I don't hate that. Kyler Murray, yeah. You got to deliver tonight. I believe in you, though. There you go. <laughs> I am double dipping. Oh. Going right back to Aaron Rodgers. Oh. oh. And listen to me, Support. Aaron. Listen. Oh, it's right. I know London is tough. It's a lot of travel. You retired coming back. I know you lost my beloved Jets at home, which you don't do. But this is not the time to wallow in our own misery. 
because you are Aaron Rodgers. You are the two-time reigning NFL MVP. I know you don't have any receivers, but you are fantastic. Go out there and make plays. You can do this. The season's not over. I'm with you. I think he does it this week. He does. I like that. That was actual well, he inspiration. That, that, that was actual really just <laughs> that was inspiration. I gave inspiration. Nick gave us. A lot of times, your he says stuff that doesn't like, feel like inspiration. No. You know what I mean? When I say I believe in you, yeah. that, no, that, that, seems, that's the kicker. It oh, seems okay. phony. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, he believes in him. Okay, so I'm going to put someone on the bud list, and let me just start by saying. I believe in you. The prince who was promised. Oh, oh yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're playing the Giants, who have recently beaten Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. But you, the prince who was promised, perhaps you are right there on their level. Now, don't get me wrong. You are currently. This can't be correct. Where are my glasses? 5 and 18 as a starter? Ooh, oh, last my year goodness. A win percentage of. 21-7? Oh, my goodness gracious. That's lower than uh, everybody. Everybody <laughs> in, the, in the NFL. And you're playing a guy who Nick used to refer to as Danny Drops. I thought it was an unfair nickname and actually kind of mean, yet accurate. So it gave him a little bit of wiggle room. Say, you know what? What do you want me to say? Well, what about, ooh, turnover Trevor? Oh, no, can we see the numbers on turnover Trevor? And All Danny? those fumbles came in the wow. same game, and it was raining. It's just not it fair. It was raining. It was raining. It was, it was raining. That's what we're talking about. Really? We're playing football. Rain. It was raining. <laughs> so now Daniel Jones is Bill holding on to the ball and winning games. Raining. Trevor, you need to hold on to the ball. You need to get a win, and I hope you do against my Giants, who I picked to win the NFC East. Trevor, it may not sound like it, but much like Broussard, I believe in you. <laughs> True, bro. Well, the, and Nick, let me say this. That, uh, that game where it was raining. It was torrential The other down. quarterback didn't fumble. So just, just, I'm just, but the other I'm quarterback. Just like, I think the patterns just, might have been different. I, I, got, I got a serious born. question for you, though. Yeah. How close... Uh -huh. Are you the jumping off the bandwagon of the prince that was promised? Because he hadn't promised. I'm not close. Much. And, you know, something L's. very odd has happened. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been just terrible for two and a half weeks now, just awful, are playing the New York Giants. Have you guys seen the point spread in this yeah, game? Yeah, I have. Shocking. Jacksonville, minus three. Jacksonville favored by three over the five and one Giants. I'm going to tell you this much right now, America. Everyone is going to be betting the Giants. Everybody's going to be buying the Giants, except for you know who? This guy. <laughs> this guy is going to keep riding with Trevor. Trevor, I understand that they're 2-4. and four. They have had the lead at the two-minute warning in four of their six games. And the defense, not the Prince who was promised, has blown those games, my friends. The Washington game and then the Indy game. Everyone is attacking. You will understand this. They're attacking Trevor because they're jealous of his gorgeous golden mane, much <laughs> like I'm sure you had to deal with Nick. And Tough. so because of that, they are lashing out. He wins this weekend. He gets off the bud list. And they stay a frisky playoff contender, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, they don't. <laughs> hey, coming up after the break. Kawhi's coming off the bench? What? Wait till you hear I, this story. First things first. This is baffling. Oh. Is Bruce's NBA picks already dead, both of them? Lakers host Broussard's Clippers tonight. And this will be a great one. Chris Haynes breaking some news that when we first read it, we said, 
collectively. What? <laughs> Clippers have been considering the possibility of bringing Kawhi off the bench to start the season in order to manage his minutes. Brew, <laughs> what is going on with your guy and your team well, well, already? First of all, my you guys keep putting a team on me. I picked Golden State to win the West. No, that's fair. But you're but we're talking about your lifelong fandom over <laughs> Yes. I, look, I got I got the Clippers team. meeting them in the Western Conference Finals. This is stunning because usually a lot of times you might say we we're putting him we're only playing him 25 minutes a night, right? Or sure. even if you don't announce it, you just do it. That's what they should have done. The fact that you might bring him off the bench seems to speak to something deeper. Uh, I'm not going to totally write them off because it's, it's bothersome that he's not ready. Because clearly that's, that's what they're the saying. thing. He's, he missed all of I, last season, and he's not ready. Now, I'll say this quickly, Nick. I have been told about Kawhi that ever since he entered the league, he's just been a guy that was like he doesn't like playing yeah, unless he's 110%. Now, he did it in Toronto. It worked out. That was a contract year, though. Well, but he, that's the last and time it he was, he played and by that knee. The, and, yeah, he had, he had just missed a full season in San Antonio yep. where they thought he was healthy. And it's why, after the Toronto thing, as great as he was, the whole reason people think I, I'm anti-Kawhi was because I thought it was so outrageous that people were talking that he was the best player in basketball when that has never yeah. Been the case because like part of that crown keychain. Well, well, listen, that it, it, got really in your craw. I, no, I mean he listen, was. Bald it's not his that fault that, that Sacconi or whatever the brand. New is. Balance. Stop I'm sorry. It. Did that <laughs> stupid <laughs> ad campaign? That's, I, that, Kawhi doesn't sorry, have creative Sikoni. control. I don't. I'm not. I don't blame him for that. Uh, but I here's the thing: if you're saying guys on a minutes restriction and you want to make sure he can play the end of games. So that's why you're bringing him off the bench. I actually don't, wouldn't have a problem with that. The issue is, why would Kawhi be on a minutes restriction? Right. He tore his ACL in the playoffs, the playoffs before this. He tore his ACL in the playoffs that the Bucks won the title. Not the year, this past year, when it, it, the Warriors won the title. Kawhi Leonard since Zaza slid under him. That was Durant's first year with the Warriors. 2017 playoffs. Since then, we have had five full seasons plus, you know, the beginning of this one. Mm -hmm. He has played 178 regular season games. There are 305 guys who have played more. There's only 450 guys in the whole damn league. Like, what? I don't understand his health profile. And everyone bangs on Anthony Davis, understandably. He's played more than Kawhi, right? Everybody's played more than Kawhi. <laughs> I think Boncaro might have. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, it's, it's an insane thing. So here's the other weird thing that's happening here in the same building. When Russ went to the, uh, came off the bench, he supposedly hurt his hamstring. And when asked about it, when asked about it, he said, yeah, like, you know, did that contribute? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Coming off the bench, you get hurt. Now, a day later, it's like you know what? To prevent injury, we're gonna put, we're gonna take Kawhi and have him be on the bench. At the same time, we all think Ty Lue is like one of the most savvy coaches out there. So I think it's because Kawhi. Listen, every team that Kawhi has played for has had to acquiesce to his. It, 
play when I want to play. Like that, and so be it. Like maybe that's the right thing. And I know they won the title in Toronto, but it's uh, he is the most fragile star we have. There's just it's undeniable. I that's I don't know that I think it's arguable. And I think you can argue Anthony Davis. And here's and I know he's played more than Kawhi. Here's what you can say though. When Kawhi plays, which I get it, is he doesn't get rare. dinged like AD. He doesn't get dinged and he delivers. Sure. Like he plays, when he plays, he's at his apex level. AD, most of the time, he's but, not at his apex level. But part level, of being great is being able to be great even when you're not at your apex level. That's why I thought, not to mix metaphors, that the infatuation with Kyrie last year when he was a part time player, it's like, oh my God, he dropped 60. Oh my God, he dropped 45. It's like, yeah, he's the most rested guy on the court every single game. He's playing a Premier League schedule when everyone else is playing an NBA schedule. So there has to be, you're right, Anthony Davis gets dinged more. But Kawhi has missed two full seasons in his career now. Two full seasons after when he came into the league, he wasn't a high-usage guy because unlike Adu, was the franchise guy the moment he gets there. It's just... Here's something else for you, Nick. He's played two seasons of 70 or more games in his 11 years, and he's, he's only averaged – he's never played 35 minutes a night. It, it may have hurt his mentality. I know he already felt that way. But coming in and playing in San Antonio, where they, they low-managed, it was a part of the culture. It's also the Lakers. It's the late, like I, I get it. It's like, ah, we got Sacramento to open up. Like It's the Lakers. It's uh, national television, you. the Lakers. And it's it shows why, he's not fully like, ready for Just whatever very reason. quickly, I did that 50 greatest players the last 50 years mm-hmm. list, and the hardest guy to rank was Kawhi because his apex has been so high. Right. The, the, the playoff run in San Antonio, before, not even when they, when they won the title, and then the, with Toronto. But he's not in the top 250 in league history in any statistical category. Because he just hasn't played enough. Finals MVP. And now, it's no, right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, on one hand, he's one of the 25 greatest players ever. On the other hand, he's not even a Hall of Famer, like, when it comes to the total. I put him in the Hall of Famer. No, of course he's a Hall of Famer. Of course he is. I know it's just Bill Walton. Yes, it's like Bill Walton, but it's it's unbelievable. What will Russ prove tonight? We discuss next. He shouldn't be Bill Walton, though. Six minutes left, and we saved some of the spiciest takes for last. It's time for Nick's medals. Not making the cut. Goran Dragic. You know, it was a good shot, but not enough to win. Needed to be worth 11. He didn't make the cut. Luka didn't make the cut despite a great game. Blew a 22-point lead. Wanted to put DeJounte Murray on there. 20, 10, 5 steals, 0 turnovers. His debut with the Hawks, he doesn't get it. We, and we try not to put loot guys who lose on the medal stand. I forgot about that. But we're making an exception. Yeah, Luca For Paolo. Paolo Boncaro, first game as a pro, and he puts up a LeBron stat yeah, line. First guy in his debut to go 25-5-5 since the greatest player of all time. Paolo for the formerly Frisky Magic against the already Frisky Detroit Pistons. That's a dangerous play, Corey Joseph. He gets a bronze. Silver medal, DeMar DeRozan. I know it's early, guys, but you've got to put DeMar DeRozan in the early, early NBA. I'm kidding. 37, 6, and 9 for DeMar DeRozan and a win over the Heat as the Bulls pick up not at all where they left off last year. They left off last year falling apart. And a gold medal. Brew, like a proud papa, your guy, John Morant, 34, 4, and 9 
and, and, and an overtime lost. win over the Knicks. That was a goaltend, but who cares? It's Ja. He also had what would have been a marvelous game-winning layup, but he got cards called for a charge. So there's your medal stand oh. from the second night in the NBA. Paolo of Wilds, formerly Frisky Magic, DeMar DeRozan. And Brew's guy, who's always been Jaw's Bruce my guy. No, nope. Jaw, I want you nope. back. How is he no. your guy? Jaw, I'm on your court. I would do anything for you, Jaw. Stay I'll over give there. you this, I, Wilds. I did think of you last night when he made one of his great highlights. Yeah, the, I thought of your most electrifying guy, and I was yeah. like, wow. I can't believe Jaw, Wilds. Yeah, I'm going to earn your trust up. back, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers, Clippers tonight. Now we're talking about the Lakers. Russ, wait, well, soon is starting. You can have him. Russ, I love Russ. He'll start. That's your guy, Russ. Yeah. Uh, Bro, expectations for Russ tonight are blank. Uh, he plays with energy. Oh, He'll here shoot we go. You sound poorly. Like Reggie Miller. He'll shoot poorly. He'll play with energy, and they'll lose. Why can't they bring him off the bench? Bad for well, the he can't. He his body can't handle it. Okay. He pulled his hand last you know, time he tried. Can to I ask off a question? Okay. I three minutes left. I'm going to lob a very reckless accusation. Oh, this Uh-oh. is great for the oh. show. Is this Does it strike party? anyone else as coincidental that Russ didn't want to come off the bench? Came off the bench, then the hammy got tight. Then he started. The hammy was fine. And Russ, who is not exactly known for, you know, loving the media, was asked that exact question. And he perked up and was like, glad you asked. As it happens, I'm not ready for did 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 it set off anyone else's alarm bells that Russ was maybe sending a message to the Lakers? Like, okay, you can can have me come off the bench, but I don't know if my body is built for that. Well, I will say this. James Harden's hamstring killed yep. ruined him for a, a year and a half yep and russ's was like it was like right. magic right? It was, yeah uh, but here's here's the one thing i'll say the way russ fits with that team which is not at all if he were to pull something like that where look if you just put me on the bench then i'll be injured i'm not sure the lakers would frown on that it would be like oh you want to fake injury? Okay, now we don't even have to worry about fitting you in. But And I'm not, and again, if, I'm, if I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying I found the whole thing curious. I also found it curious, Wilds, that they're not having him come off the bench. So, we know him starting doesn't work. Yes. Him coming off the bench might. Like, Russ, you're going to get five minutes. A ha- you're going to play more than five minutes a half, but you're going to have five minutes a half where you are running the show, yes. where you can be Washington Wizard Russ. Like, why are they not doing A little that? bit of, like, latter-stage Houston Rockets Russ. Yes. Like, go ahead, cook. I, he started I, then, though. But, do, but, he, but he ran the show. Yeah, they let, but he yeah. did his thing. Do you think it's an embarrassment factor where he's like, I'm not a bench yes, player? absolutely. Versus like, hey, man, win six man of the year. I know it's a, a drop, but... I've said all along he's not built that way. Same with Allen Iverson. I mean, they just they wouldn't do it. And that's I'm not mad at him. That's what's made him great. But his ego won't let him do it. And Nick, here's if I'm the Lakers and I do want to bring him off the bench, I would I think they're doing the right thing by starting him now. And if it doesn't work, eight, nine, ten games from now, late then early. you can bring him off. We talked the about bench. the Lakers but openings you'll lose two him weeks if you bring him off the bench and now. how deep the West is, and how much you want to avoid the play-in because because it's a crapshoot there. Like the idea that the Lakers can just use the first ten games is experimental. If they start off two and seven, they're halfway sunk before the year even. But gets you back. could start just starting him, and if you take him out in the first five minutes, doesn't mean you can't win the game. Well, he doesn't like who, who would like that. 
out in the first quarter. It's better than coming off the bench. Hey, speaks up next.